Hello everyone, uh, welcome to BR Wars, the podcast of BR Performance Studios. As uh, promised, uh, we are going to talk about knowledge and uh, as promised, uh, all our uh, chats are going to be uh, athlete-centered. So uh, today we have uh, head coach Joao, Hello guys. coach Melina, morning, and myself, coach TC, and uh, this is BR Wars, we're going to be your hosts. So we get uh, very often uh, questions from the athletes regarding the strength. So the topic of today is strength training for endurance athletes. And we're not talking uh, only uh, triathlon, but we're talking about uh, everything related to endurance. And uh, we took uh, as a reference an article uh, where the details you will find them in the notes of this uh, podcast and uh, thanks to Leo that uh, did a little bit of research on, uh, on this one. And we see in this article that is, uh, it is uh, coming from uh, uh, Tennessee University, uh, the Department of uh, Exercise and Sport Science at East Tennessee State University. And we can see that there are few definitions that we are not really uh, familiar with or, or better we are familiar but it's not the terminology that we normally use with the with the athletes so we're gonna have a look at this one uh, because it's giving us an insight on uh, on, uh, on on the the current literature on, on the topic uh, the, the the article starts saying that the conflicts among coaches exist regarding the role of strength training for endurance athletes despite there's been 25 years mm. of research so today we're going to talk about uh, uh, why, uh, how and what specifically is important in strength for endurance athlete. I leave the, the word to uh, Joao, mm -hmm. why is important strength training for endurance athlete. I think when you come to this topic it's very important to like understand a little bit the context of the, the strength training the endurance training, the uh, combination between strength and endurance and how the evolution in sports science uh, changed the, 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 the idea of strength training for endurance athletes because everything started as, um, let's say, 50 years ago, 40 years ago of endurance athletes, runners, cyclists, um, swimmers, anything that goes more than five to ten minutes for our body it's endurance already so because it's not a sprint it's not a power movement so for those athletes long ago the science said don't do it because the strength training was really into um, gain size so um, let's say uh, bodybuilding or power movements that you're gonna get bigger and of course for endurance you know that if your muscle is getting bigger you get heavier and it's a little bit harder to perform the uh, the distance that you want so with the evolution of the training things start to change uh, of course science uh, evolves to a point that you can really know exactly what is happening in the muscle how long gonna take the um, the impact of certain movements, certain efforts, and then 
uh, along with the period of four, eight to 12 weeks, you're gonna know what's the impact of, on the muscle. Um, then, knowing that strengthening change, um, what kind of strength training is gonna improve your endurance performance? I think that's what we have to yeah, be very, yeah. uh, very clear that now, no, it's not like you shouldn't do strength training. You definitely should do because it is going to pos positively impact your performance. But what kind of training and when you should do in the season, that's where people still... Be careful. Yes, they are a little bit confused. Mm -hmm. When you do power, when you do strength endurance, when you do uh, uh, speed work or... Yeah. When you add yeah, the, the, the terminology, terminology is very important in this in this moment because the the athletes come to you and it's like I want to do more circuit training. I want to do mm. so. Sometimes, as a coach, you call things differently because it's, it becomes also specific on uh, for for endurance athlete. Uh, another important aspect that uh, you know terminology leads to this is the avoiding the injuries. Avoiding the injuries is one of the main uh, concerns uh, and that's why strength, in, strength training has been introduced in much more in endurance. Not only that one, also performance, but you know, these, these two things, they go together, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we know that with strength, you get also better performance and vice versa with the, with, with, with the performance. If you have been doing strength training, then you're gonna be less injured. What's your, what's your take on, uh, on, on, the, on the why strength uh, is important? Um, I think, I think the, research is, it, the research is pretty clear. If you compare athletes, and to be fair, most of the research in terms of strength and endurance is focused on cyclists and runners. Um, so it is applicable if we're talking about triathlon, um, if you just do your normal swim, bike, run training, even if you have built-in strength sessions on the like hill reps and heavy gear work and that kind of stuff, um, compared to an athlete that does all that and then does specific strength training, the improvements are the improvements are better. Assuming obviously your strength plan is um, appropriately structured, I think as a as a coach, um, I find athletes tend to sit in, in two camps. You have the athletes that are perhaps over eager to add strength in and don't necessarily consult their triathlon coach or their endurance coach and they, they do their triathlon training and then they go off to a gym and do circuit training or something mm -hmm. else that isn't quite um, it doesn't quite fit in well with the plan so it doesn't actually have the benefits that we would want and then you have the other camp of athletes that obviously especially the the time starved athletes that well I don't have to, I don't have time I barely have time to swim bike run if then and if even if you give them a strength a strength session if they have to skip a session in a week you, you can guarantee it's the it's the strength that's going to go and you, you feel like you're constantly trying to convince them actually there's, there's a reason why there's a reason why we're doing it um but i find if if you can get past that hurdle with them they do start to see they do eventually start to see the benefits because it's strength in endurance it's about being able to one we have to be able to generate that power but you have to be able to do it over and over and over and over again and the reality that's going to come from strength training and it doesn't matter how strong your lungs are if your legs aren't strong enough it's you just your power is going to drop 
and your pace is going to drop or however you measure in performance? I think you, uh, on that topic of rehab or prehab, you know, uh, that is the injury prevention part. I think that's where the concept of functional training gets into the uh, the scene of strength training for endurance athletes because functional training um, started as a combination of strength and prehab. So the creators of the functional training they uh, merge a little bit of what they learn from prehab knowing that prehab physio movements they are very specific for the sports that the person was doing so they okay they said that okay if you the prehab exercise that my athletes go to the to the physio and they learn that and they bring it to me to do those could be the actual exercise that they need because if i have to send a client to the physio and then the physio gives him certain movements to don't get injured i should be doing that movement yeah. at the gym so that's how they thought what they done from there was incorporate the previous strength training into the prehab exercise and then evolve from prehab and then uh, step two would be adding weights and then step three would be getting power and then step four would be something else um, and this is what the articles mention a little bit at some point saying that the strength for endurance athletes just makes sense when you do movements that they're similar similar to the sport that you do yeah. i think that's a very 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 important point so for our clients don't say no but i go to the circuit gym there and and i'm i'm feeling very good yeah good for you but you're not training for triathlon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, crossfit cross training yeah. uh, or heavy weight lifting you in, know, the like in general in, yeah. uh, in the wrong fields yeah. we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit later um, before we take a 30 seconds break, I want to bring up some definitions that were used in the article. So, we know that endurance in sport has been defined as the ability to maintain or repeat a given force or power up to, up, output. Okay. So, the article says that endurance training can be further divided into low intensity exercise endurance and high intensity exercise endurance. So, we understand that one because we give you know, intervals to the athletes, but also we give, you know, long runs or long cycle or, 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 or long swims, okay? And the high intensity can be defined in the ability to sustain or to repeat high intensity exercise to repeat, uh, uh, sorry, associated with sustained activities of less than two minutes, okay? Yeah. So that's something that uh, we need to consider uh, later on. Another definition that comes in and uh, it is, this is the current literature is that there are two primary forms of strength training that have been researched in the article or at least uh, compared. One is the high force, low velocity strength training and an explosive, uh, low force, high velocity strength training. We're going to talk about this a little bit later on uh, with the terminology that we use normally with our athletes. But uh, yeah, but we're going to talk after 30 seconds break. 30 seconds break. <clears throat> VR Performance Studios is not just your normal neighborhood gym. Please contact us um, for a variety of services such as sports-specific strength and conditioning, endurance coaching for sports like triathlon, cycling, running, and or swimming. You can have fitness testing for endurance, um, strength, FTP, and blood lactate. 
You can join in group classes for indoor cycling, boot camp, and mobility. And you can also join BR Performance Studios um, if your goal is weight loss and toning. And we're back with the BR Wars. We're talking about strength today. So we introduced the, the terminology of high uh, force, low velocity, low force, uh, high velocity concept. Uh, we're using this already. What does it mean? Well, when you work uh, strength, um, you're always going to have an option to go tapping your endurance fibers, which are the, the slow fibers, or type, uh, uh, get into your fast fibers. Um, meaning that you're either going to be working um, low intensity, high repetition, or you're going to be working less repetition, high intensity. Uh, that's, that's how our body works. You cannot try to create something new in the middle because uh, our physiology is this way. We can either go very long with a lower intensity or we can go shorter with a very high intensity. That's what the article brings to us. The two types of training, um, high force, low intensity, velocity, um, which which means you're gonna go close to your maximum. Yeah. yeah. This is more than 70%, 80% of your uh, maximum repetition. Maximum so one maximum repetition. Yes. yes. Uh, the article kind of tried to collect information from one max rep intensity, and then from there, there is a percentage that you're gonna work mm -hmm. you know, down. So if you have like, if you lift 100 kilos in a certain movement, then they're gonna calculate 8-90% of that that's very close to your max rep um, and then meaning that you are very close to exhaustion, fatigue and you won't, you're not gonna be able to, a lot, to do a lot of reps on the other side, you have less than 70-60% of that max rep and you, of course you're gonna be able to do a lot of repetitions building your endurance or you're gonna build the the ability to repeat a certain movement with a low intensity, you know. So that's the two ways mm. that you can work your strength. You can vary it a little bit, but you cannot get out of yeah. those. Yeah, this is, this is the scheme. And you know, before we go into the periodization of this, yeah. what are the benefits of both? What are what are the the differences? Whether they are uh, Let's say exploiting into the endurance uh, training why you know high force is important and why uh, low force is important well, <clears throat> sorry to it's it's the same simple similar principle um, that you would get with power generation in, in, in cycling the higher your your FTP or the higher your the maximum power you can push um, it would also mean that, I don't know, your race pace percentage um, would, would be higher. So you need to be able to generate the really, really high numbers, uh, but you also then need to be able to um, sustain a th like a threshold race pace 
um, race pace level. So you you need both, and you would you tend to start off with. Um, or I would tend to start off saying in off season you would start to generate more your just like your your pure your pure strength so working on the heavier on the heavier weights and then gradually um, you start to decrease that to bring up your muscle endurance and work on the on the velocity that's effectively how I yeah. I think um, when it's very important one top one point that this article brought I think to clarify a little bit why we do strength. So you, we spoke about the prehab, rehab, injury prevention, but also it's not strength for strength, you know? So I think Melina brought this point of work or max power, like what we want on FTP, wherever we work on the bike or run, or even the swim, what you want is to bring your max to the highest level because you're gonna push all the other zones up, right? So you're gonna, your yeah. zone two, zone three, zone four, huh? they're gonna go up as your threshold goes up. If you have a low threshold, that means all the other zones, they are low. Oh. And then you are slower than a guy with a higher threshold. So the, the point of strength is the same. What do you want? We want to build as much power as we need into our muscles and then another clear thing here is you don't want to have a bigger size. What you want is to have an interconnection between your muscle fibers for the same size of the muscle. You don't want to have a high volume of muscle. You don't have to make it bigger. What you need to do is combine the two ways of strength to the point that when you need your muscle, the same size of the muscle, it's going to work more efficient. So you are a more efficient athlete. When we see a very lean athlete, a triathlete, a runner, generating a lot of strength, it's not because he's been doing 6 million uh, gym exercises, but because that size, that muscle works really efficient. Meaning, he connects a lot of muscle fibers, he connects them very efficiently at the same time uh, as he uh, uh, recruits the muscle. So when the brain sends a signal to the muscle, it's like, at the same time, he can use 70% of the muscles. A beginner, when he needs, going to use 20%. So you have the ability to build that strength with proper uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. I think uh, there is a valid point in the article regarding this, which is the, uh, the way that uh, elite athletes are much more efficient because they do strength training on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then it's important to see on the amateur, uh, the age groupers, that the strength training will bring economy in cycling and running. So, uh, especially the, the high force, which uh, at the beginning I was a little bit concerned about it. And I still have some concern on high force because I, when I think about a beginner athlete, if I don't have him under my eyes, if I go high force, he may do like the, the wrong movement. Yeah. So th th that's important to, to understand because the article says, well, high force is very good for beginners, especially at the beginning of a, of a cycle of training. Yes, it's okay, but you know, there is also the, the balance of uh, risking injuries and everything. But, but the important thing is that there is evidence in, in getting uh, much more efficient and getting a better cycling and running. The, the, under, the underlying mechanisms, like there's, there's two factors that come into play there. And one is 
like Joao said earlier, we've got different types of muscle fibers. You've got your type one, which are your slow twitch, um, they're mainly aerobic. You've got your fast twitch that are highly glycolytic, so they're, um, you get more lactic acid and build up with them. But the more strength training you do and the combination of, the bo of both of them um, means that you can get to a point where you're, you will recruit your, fa your fast twitch um, later on at a, at a slightly higher intensity so you can stick to your type one slow twitch aerobic ones and save the fast twitch ones for later on so if we put this in terms of a race you can maintain your race pace say at a mainly with your with your slow twitch ones and when you need that last kick at the end of the race you still have your fast twitch ready and okay to, to go whereas someone that's not as efficient um will kick into the fast twitch later sorry earlier um and then they'll have a build up of lactic acid and they won't have they won't yeah. have um they won't have that kick the second underlying mechanism that i was um gonna allude to is the fact that strength training helps it's not just about about the muscles but it's all sort of the surrounding tissues that allow the muscles to to work so your ligaments and your tendons um, <clears throat> and making sure that they are strong enough and that with um, increased strength training or proper structured strength training you can increase the um, the elasticity of those so they help the muscles generate um, more power um, also, by he keeping those strong and healthy, that's where the injury prevention also comes also comes in. Very very important. Um, the elasticity when Coach Medina mentioned is the I knew you would go there. Uh, <laughs> the ability to um, to use the muscle elasticity to produce power, not necessarily um, stretching the muscle, but the muscle has a an ability to generate tension by increase the size the tendons and then once you uh, perform a movement you have that uh, little spring from that connection between your tendon and your muscle so not everything is a muscle work some movements for example plyometrics running some movements on the bike some kind of pedal and also on the swim, you can generate strength not using the muscle, but using the spring, uh, the spring motion of our uh, tendons. The joints, yeah. So when you are able to explore a little bit of max strength or plyometrics like jumping and this kind of movements, you're gonna increase as well. What Coach Virginia said, really important topic: the ability to generate strength by the uh, the mechanism of spring from the tendons i think this is one of the most important parts of strength training yeah. as well the the way that you explain it in the article uses the terminology looks like engineering in strength training increases in muscular tendinous unit stiffness Greater recruitment of high threshold motor units. Yeah, it looks like we're talking about like machinery, yeah. but you know, it's uh, the, the, the way you explain. It's it's pretty it's pretty clear. Okay, let's take thirty seconds break and then uh, we come back with some more.
for our listeners and athletes who tend to travel frequently um, for for work, you can stay on top of your strength training while you're traveling by using uh, True Coach, um, an application that BR Performance Studios coaches uh, work with to provide you with um, online strength training uh, remotely. And we're back with Beer Wars. Uh, we're talking about strength training for endurance athletes today with uh, Coach Joao and Coach Melina. Um, an important aspect that the article is, uh, we, we took as a reference, is, um, is addressing is the, uh, the samples and the, and, the, and the testing that has been done. So basically, uh, to have an, a scientific approach to this, uh, they had to take a sample of athletes, but it was difficult to get athletes that they were just training or they were, at, uh, they were at, athletes that were training and competing. So uh, there are a little bit of, uh, let's say, uh, disagreements in the results. But the important thing that we can get from this one is that to evaluate the results of strength training, we need to take a precise period and we, did, we need to uh, measure it in terms of the quantity and the quality of the training that we are providing to the athlete. And it doesn't happen one day from the other. Okay? The article talks about 12 weeks programs uh, or even more. And it's talking about uh, athletes that they have like 10 years background in training. Probably they're not even elite athletes, but they are age group athletes that have been training. So it's very important, the message that we want to give to our athletes that we need to put this strength training into uh, the training plan and it's not going to happen from one day from the other. Uh, anything you want to add on this? Yeah, I think it's very, very important to understand that as we have beginners in triathlon, we have beginners in strength training. They are exactly beginners. So they don't know exactly how to perform the movement. They don't know how exactly to recover from the gym. You know, there's a longer fatigue. Uh, they don't know exactly how to deal with the muscle pain, you know, because many people start gym, they feel too sore. They don't continue because it's an impact in the running. They don't like the feeling. They run slower a little bit or they swim slower shoulders at that so you know they don't know how to do it hold the whole thing and then they decide to don't continue because they feel it's not good for them but actually they are just beginners so the body is really taking longer to recover um, the more you learn strength the more you are able to repeat some movements the better you become and then more powerful you're gonna do that's where you get to the power part when you de develop uh, the ability to perform something heavy and fast. Mm. Heavy and fast, this is power. Anything that is not so heavy, not so fast, is more to endurance, right? Once you go through those phases, and I think we're going to talk about periodization, once you go through those phases, you achieve a level that you are in a season of triathlon, for example, you go to a power development and then you go back to endurance and then you go to power, you, you do a cycle. That's the periodization of strength. Um, you do the cycle in, um, in a balance with your triathlon training, right? So you cannot do everything heavy and fast and then do 
also high volume of running and swim and bike. And as well, if you do everything very slow, you're never going to get fast. Mm. So that's the work of the periodization. Well, uh, another important aspect that you brought up, the recovery, the ability to recover these workouts, but also the, the adaptation that happens. That's why time is so crucial <coughs> in, uh, in, in terms of, uh, of a longer cycle and, and uh, you know, in the periodization. We talked about why is important strength. We talked about what you know, uh, high force and low force, and now we are talking about what what is happening with periodization. Uh, what do you use, Melina, in terms of periodization? Is there, is there a tool that you're using more, or uh, is there something that can help you in uh, in making a plan? It it generally just like with any periodization for any of the other aspects of triathlon is I work back from the primary race. Um, the closer we get to a race, um, the um, I guess the force will drop, so we won't be doing as as heavy stuff because the the DOMS that the so the muscle soreness that you get from strength training is slightly different from from the other sports, and it can take a bit longer to um, to recover from. So the closer we start to get to a race. Um, that that will change and usually a couple of weeks two to three weeks before the race it, it comes out it comes out altogether yeah. and then kind of gets um, it gets reintroduced after the maintenance yeah. Uh, um, yeah and then so the further the further back we are from um, from the race is when we will start to try and focus more on the high power and the low velocity stuff and then slowly start to adapt but depending it all the same way we talk about you know we always say triathlon is one sport with three disciplines it's not swim bike run the same goes with the the training plan um, and this is where athletes need to see that strength isn't just an add-on it's just as an integral part as the other things so depending on what phase you are in swimming biking and running the strength will fit in the strength will fit in around that because um, if you're trying um, to I don't know work on your technique in I don't know say running or swimming but you're doing really really heavy stuff in the gym it's gonna affect your mobility and your muscles so you're gonna struggle to really work on your technique so everything needs to be everything needs to be harmonized, harmonized. yeah harmonized and, is the is the yeah. key word for the athletes now don't expect to, to have uh, 15 sessions of uh, strength training and, and not, and you know, it's, yeah. it's individual, but it's blended, yeah. right? And it's important to go back to what Joao said and what you mentioned earlier about the, the samples that are used in the research that we've looked at. Um, can, a, consistency is, is, is key. You doing one strength training session every couple of weeks um, is, is not enough. It's got a cumulative, it's a cumulative effect and you need to athletes need to be patient basically you're not gonna you might not see the results that you want straight away and it's quite key if, if we look at the the phase that we are right now in Dubai for example with the big races getting announced you're gonna get lots of people suddenly wanting to load up um, and they're not necessarily gonna see the benefits straight away sure. you need to have the patience and keep it in your schedule 
consistently and all the time to, to see a benefit. Actually, if you load up now, what you're going to get is a good result after the race. Yeah. <laughs> not even for yeah. this race. It's not yeah. going to come it's now. It's not enough. I mean, Oman, yeah. is, Oman is 11 weeks away. So yeah. even if we just go by the, this particular research article, that says 12 weeks. But yeah. we're already so out. You cannot do it. We're already out of that timeline. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do, but, but you're not going to expect a huge change in your performance unless you've been doing it for the last six months. Mm -hmm. let's say. Yeah. Yeah. This is what the article is, is giving us. It's giving us some insight on how to use basically training peaks annual training plan. And they say use 12 months, you know, to use 12 months in reality. Uh, unless you have a super focused athlete, uh, which is close to elite, you cannot make a 12 months plan yeah, no. because it, things change uh, too quickly in an uh, athlete's life. And, uh, yeah. So most, most of the time I find myself using a six month uh, annual training plan where effectively I can use, you know, high force, low force, and then, you know, maintenance where we get closer. So. At the point we will use, you know, the standard blocks, you know, microcycle, mesocycle, and, uh, and, and microcycles. Plus, we can divide in the build phase into the competition, you know, preparation phase, and and then into the transition after after you've done the, yeah. the race. So, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I think here is where we can try to put a little bit all together that we've been talking, uh, saying that. Everything happens in a cycle, you know, the preparation of the athlete that it starts slow and we have a build-up phase and we have a very specific phase when they are doing race pace training, when they're doing race distance or maybe a little bit over and then that's going to be like three, four weeks, depends on the athlete, maybe six if he's a strong guy and then you have a taper week, taper phase and then expecting that goes to a peak performance. Uh, on that race week. So what we have to try to tell them is when you start a preparation, you add strength training and it's going to build up a little bit together with your preparation, but two steps back, mm. right? So if you are on the specific phase of your triathlon, swim, bike, run, you cannot do specific strength. It's going to be really hard to recover from everything so your specific strength can be just two weeks before your specific start the travel so you get that power from the specific strength phase just before you just it. before you hit your so you, you can, so you can use, use yeah yeah okay makes so sense. you can use makes sense yeah otherwise you cannot use you cannot recover mm -hmm. you're going to be doing everything too high too hard mm -hmm. right so give an example like you know, okay. for example, we use, uh, you know, sweet spot or tempo when we get close to the race. And then you're going to be doing uh, five sets of five uh, reps back squat at 80%. You won't be able to perform the 80% because you just did a, a 40K sweet spot session the day before. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, you cannot recover. And then the next day you have a track session 10 times one kilometer, let's say, yeah. race pace. Yeah. If you do that session of five sets of five heavy squat, it's gonna take forty eight hours to recover. Yeah. It's gonna take. It, there's no way you can. So was, what is the that. workout, for example, that you would do on cycling and running at that point? So let's say you are now you are on high force, you know, maximal workouts. So and you are building up your race pace there. You can do, for example, um, uh, something more like a a mix of fartlek 
or even a speed work, uh, let's say the 400s, that you have breaks before you enter on a threshold. Yeah. Uh, so you do, let's say 400, 20 times for a very strong athlete, or 15 and 10, pace down a little bit. You can go up to 600 meters, but if you enter on the one kilometer, two kilometers, four kilometers, the fatigue from the day before is too high. Yeah. You're gonna go up, feel really good, and your legs gonna get jelly because they're not recovered. What about swim? Are you gonna give uh, after a day that you've been doing that? Are you gonna give them uh, paddles and? Uh... <laughs> uh, no, probably not. Although I have to be honest, when it comes to swimming, um, the technical level of the athlete will also dictate. Yeah. what I what I do with them so an athlete that is not technically a strong swimmer um, we probably won't do a lot of paddle work off the back of a strength session because um, technique will be the first thing to go and that, that applies to all swimmers no matter how good you are technique is what suffers when when you're tired mm. it's just that the better swimmers um, technically, they hold, it, you know, they hold it a little bit. So, whereas a, a weaker swimmer um, or a, a technically weaker swimmer potentially could injure themselves if they haven't got the right technique in the water. So, we would steer clear of we would kind of steer clear of paddles. Um, and this is also what I know. It's a those of you in BR, you'll always hear, hear me say this. I don't want, especially the weaker swimmers, running before we do a before we do a hard swim. <laughs> it's not my fault. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not having a go. I could swim, <laughs> run, uh, and, and then they decide to run before yeah. the swim. No, I which don't is, put run before the Which swim. is fair enough, but like tired legs, especially for those say that aren't holding the position well in the water, tired legs drop the position. That means your legs are sinking. That means your shoulder is lower down in the water. So you, you're struggling more to get them out, which means you're you potentially you're causing issues in your in, in your shoulders so yes i would i would consider obviously strength and how i work it with swimming but with swimming as well the technical ability of the swimmer also will factor in a lot as to whether i would what kind of stuff i would give them i think this is really really important topic for example what would be an option for a for an athlete is to while you're picking the strength let's say just before you start to enter on the specific uh, phase of um of triathlon if you have a very experienced athlete you might be able to do a specific strength phase and a strength phase in your triathlon right so you can do heavy gear you can do kind of climbing in the bike maybe the heels repeat on the run, repeat on the run, because you might be able to transfer that peak of strength yeah. into it's this strength yeah. of the workers. But you have to have a, an athlete that is being with you for a certain yeah, you know period, yeah. you know very well how much you're going to impact you know, that athlete, because the risk is also psychologically. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. the performance is not going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what's going they on? I have a race yeah. in eight weeks. Oh my God, coach, this is not working. Yeah. So you have to have that ability to communicate very well. And um, and if you try a few seasons with the same athlete, you're going to know what they need. I have athletes that they need four strength sessions per week to feel good, like myself. I have others that two is exactly. the maximum. That's it, because 
it impacts them too much. You know, they, the, the, their legs, their arms, they don't hold very well later on. So you need to be kind of dedicated on this process of strength and it's very individual. Okay, we're coming to the end. Let's take 30 seconds break. This is your 30 seconds break. VR Performance Studios has two locations in Dubai. One in Almarabea Streets, Alquoz, the other one in DIFC Gate Avenue C. You can email us at info at bespoke-ride.com. So final conclusions for uh, our episode of BR Wars about uh, uh, strength training in endurance athletes. The articles, details are going to be in the notes so you guys can, uh, can have a look and see if uh, we missed anything. Uh, but basically we went through uh, why strength training is important, uh, how we do this strength training and then what is happening in periodization. Um, Anything you want to add to conclude this uh, episode, Joe? Um, I just want to thank Leo because our yeah. coach Leo, the, yeah. he brought this topic to our coaches meeting and then we, uh, we did a discussion. We're discussing we did... without him. <laughs> he, he's working. Yeah. I mean, you know, so um, and uh, I think um, I would say 100% every athlete should do strength. 100%. Which level and which intensity, it's gonna change a lot. Um, some people are gonna be more into the prehab injury prevention, some people are gonna be into build strength and power. So, but everything is depends strength. on the level, yeah. Uh, so, you, everyone will benefit from strength 100%. That's my belief. There's no one that's gonna say, oh, I'm not improving with strength. No, zero. Okay. That's my thing. In triathlon, in the three disciplines, if you are a runner in running, if you're a cyclist and cyclist, if you're a swimmer as well. So any kind of sport you're using, if it is uh, kayaking or the speed uh, mm -hmm. kayak that Melina has, same. Okay, yeah. strength training is, uh, is the support yeah, for the, everything. You know? the, 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 the proof of that, I never saw a professional training center without a gym. Yeah. I never saw in my life. Yeah. You can go anywhere. You can go travel to any country. If there is any specific training center for athletes, there is a training room, strength training room. So there is a reason. I think that the research is quite clear. There's lots of things to indicate as to the, the benefits of strength training. It can increase your VO2 max, it can increase your power, it will keep you safer from injuries. The, the reasons um, are very they're unequivocal in they're unequivocal in the research so we can't really argue against that and just another very small point to make in conclusion is that your requirement or the benefits of strength training don't decrease as you go through your your endurance journey or whatever you want to call it you want to keep your maintain your longevity in the sport it comes with it and it becomes with the older athletes, so um, your muscle density drops from about the age of 50 onwards, it starts to drop from 30 years for women. 
Um, so even though you could argue with, and I'm, I'm probably generalizing that female athletes might be a little bit more concerned about the muscle mass and the, and the bulking, um, our muscle density as females starts to drop from the age of 30. So it's even more important for the female athlete to get, to get into the gym. Yeah, there's a lot of relation with testosterone, yeah. uh, bone density, you know, so it's proved that few specific power <laughs> movements like deadlifts and squats, they release testosterone and growth yeah. hormone. So it's really important for any uh, individual that wants to, to start um, his endurance journey. We had a visit from Oscar uh, yeah. a few minutes uh, ago. And uh, another nice topic that he brought up was the how much we lose when we Christmas. stop, you know, for yeah. Christmas or holidays or yeah. off. we're going to talk about this probably in another episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The, that's the end of the episode. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you very much, you uh, Joao, Melina. And uh, if you guys have any questions, just drop us an email on info at bespoke ride, uh, sorry, bespoke-ride.com. Or we have a WhatsApp number. You have all the details in the notes, either down here or in the in the in the bio. <coughs> See you next time. See you Ciao. next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.